Hello and welcome everyone to a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. It's Aurélien, the mindfulinvestor.net. I'm here with Darcy, darcywhite.ca, and Glenn, glennsutherland.com. Thank you for tuning in. And today we will be discussing taking action versus analysis paralysis. Who would like to get us going? Yeah, sure. I'll go. Yeah, we. I think um, Darcy was just saying this ahead of time. It's kind of like how getting your first property. It's about the getting the wheels moving. Um, I think we've brought up this up like a dozen times on this podcast. You know that. Um, you know what is it? Motion attracts. How does that work? Yeah, body you... motion tends to stay in motion. Yes. Yeah. Be moving. Yeah. Yeah, and you're going to attract people that follow the motion as well, right? Um, and that's the thing. I think you um, is as simple as it sounds. Is you just have to go and take that first step. The first step is very hard to take a lot for a lot of people, right? Um, it is the riskiest step. The first deal you do with the first contractor and the first property manager is going to be the riskiest step step of all of them, and it makes this the scariest step to take, right? Um, when I first started in the U.S., because honestly, I'm, I'm starting with that start point instead of when I started in Canada for this, when I'm talking about this, because when I started in Canada, I just did it all myself, right? So I didn't take all those same risks at the start. Um, but when I started in the U.S., uh, I didn't know how to do lending from Canada. I didn't know, uh, I didn't have contractors lined up. I didn't have a lot of stuff lined up. And I honestly wasn't the best way to do it, probably um, the better way to do it would be to hire a coach <laughs> or someone who to help you connect with some of these people or some people, person to teach you how to connect with these people. Um, but I didn't know these things. I bought the property with cash and I figured it out, right? Um, you're never going to see that every, it's going to be never going to be green lights down a whole street forever. It's never going to be perfectly lined up. And if you're waiting for that, you're never, you are going to have analysis paralysis forever. Um, so well, the way I did it is, I could see as far as I needed to see. Uh, I had the cash to buy a property cash. So I started with that. Then once I had that step done, I worked on getting finding a, a lender that would refinance it and talked to a lot of people, figured a lot of this stuff out. And it was just step by step. And I didn't have it all figured out before I started. Um, but like I said, you could leverage somebody else to make this a lot easier. And the other thing about this is I found, at least with myself, um, having a force behind it, um, meaning you're, you're forced to do the action, um, does make you do the action. Um, and what do I mean by that? So I wanted to do an exercise routine back in 2022. And I said, uh, I was at a real estate meetup and or I mean, a real estate mastermind. And I said, yeah, I'm going to get, it's one of my goals is to do this exercise thing. And they said, well, what's your, what's your, behind what's the pain you're going to get because you you usually respond better to pain than the positives right so what's the pain if you don't right and i go i don't know I'll, I'll, how about i uh, i'll donate some money to a charity or something like that right and then they're like okay just let's define it how much are you going to give and i'm like i don't know uh how about a thousand bucks and they go how much money do you make and then i told them and they're like that's not enough money it's not enough pain like you need to give $10,000 to a charity. And I was like, shit, I'm like, I don't want to do that. And they're like, perfect. Then you're going to go do it. But that's not good enough because at the end of the, the, the if you, you fail out of the exercise routine, you know what you're going to do. You're not going to give the money to the charity because it's on you to do it, right? So the guy said, wire me or send me an email money, send me the $10,000. I will hold the money for you when you're done. If you complete it, I'll send you your money back. If not, I'm sending it to the charity. 
You know, you yeah, had, yes. you want know, to talk about motivation? You got to get that done or you lost that $10,000, right? That's good. That's it's good. Four. It's a force. You need a pain point. A lot of people respond better to pain than, oh, I'll have all this money or I'll have this. It's not a good motivator. The pain is a better motivator to get you to take that first step. See, that's funny. I wrote down um, Scott Peck. Uh, he's passed away now, but he was an author, a uh, psychologist and you know, a personal performance guy before that category almost existed. And he, one of the opening lines of his first book is life is hard. Yeah, yeah, it is hard. And he further, you know, takes that thought in the first chapter and says, you don't make changes in a hard life until the pain of the present life is so much that it compels you to change your life. Now, there's loads of great motivations and positive motivations, but I know, you know, for probably for both of us, the pain of our, or all of us, we're alluding to it anyhow, the pain of our present life of not doing what we really, really want to do becomes unbearable. And at that point, you honestly take action. Now, there's other ways to get there without just loading yourself up with misery. Um, and, you know, I think we're here to tell you there's ways to do it without, without experiencing awful, awful misery. Um, I've quoted this before, but uh, also American author E.L. Doctorow, says, you know, going on a journey or starting a process like this is a lot like driving a car at night in the fog. You can't see your whole destination. You probably can't see past the first turn, but with headlights on your car, you can make a whole journey. We do this all the time with things that we're familiar with. We start in, you don't see the, you can't see the whole thing. I'm, I'm up in Whistler today skiing and sometimes it's foggy. You can't see the whole run. You can't see, you know, bumps or anything that's on the run, but you're a capable skier and a smart person, you'll figure it out and complete the run, complete the path. Um, I just, yeah, I think you can't, like there's lots of uncertainty. You can't know the whole process, but that's kind of the beauty of it. That's maybe the parts that you think back over in retrospect and go, hey, that was pretty cool how we pulled that off. I, I didn't know I had that capacity. I didn't know how I was gonna put my own creativity and abilities under pressure and force them to compete and to perform for me. Um, I mean, that's maybe some of the real joys of entrepreneurialism. It's not stacking up cash in a freezer. It's actually doing the work that we set out to do. And that's the reward. I don't know, Ari, how do you, how do you get started? Yeah, Glenn makes a good point. Uh, it's something I, I used to look at it in, um, there are different, uh, ways you know for accountability i'm big on accountability and productivity like the apps you know uh, um, uh, focus mates that pairs you with someone else working on their own stuff and then you check in at the beginning say what you will be working on and you work for 25 50 or 75 minutes and then check in at the end and uh, and you can pair this with a um, bminder and it's uh, it's an app that um, that charges you money if you don't complete yeah, like Glenn's bet. <laughs> so there is a and there is psychological research behind all this, and um, so this um, uh, there this is a very good point. Uh, I think yeah, the way I looked at this topic, uh, it's very important to know that your numbers, you know, before you pull the trigger, because one one bad deal could could traumatize you for the rest of your career. Yeah, sloppy initially when you get started, so. On the other hand of the spectrum, though, the other extreme is analysis paralysis. You you remain in the theory and never pull the trigger. 
because you never find the right deal and 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 then you can get into this spiral of making excuses of why this deal is not the right one yeah. and um, and that's a place i wouldn't want to be and i don't think uh, an entrepreneur would stay in that place i find it for myself you know i'm part of two groups i can lean i can learn by attending classes and watch groups watch replays of the the group meetings that i've missed but I want to get involved and learn by doing as well. Um, I'm really looking forward to taking down my my first larger CRE deal, commercial real estate deal, and doing my first land development project. I'm um, I'm involved in the land development project in Florida, but I'd like to start one here in, in Ontario. And um, so I, you can learn a lot, you know, from podcasts, reading books. But I I think learning by doing has a as okay. another uh, element to it and uh, and also when you when you listen to um, i used to go to um, in um, mars discovery district in toronto because they had a class for entrepreneurship when i was living in toronto and i i always I really enjoyed listening to a, an entrepreneur's journey and how and the positivity of mistakes and how much they learn from from their mistakes and uh, so unlike what i what i grew up with uh, in europe in france around you know mistakes where where you know would be highlighted in red and get very very bad press and you you you, you get your marks back in order of your marks so it was quite traumatizing um but now you know i see the positivity of making mistakes and what you learn from them and you learn them you don't usually you don't repeat those mistakes and um and, yeah yeah build off of them learn same with setting goals you know those goals are nothing if you don't take action. You know, you, you need to follow through. First, you set the goal and then you work on the work back plan. Okay. And you, I find there are two schools. You can either do a work back plan and then, okay, this week I'm going to complete this. And uh, and then you you check you, you you check it off when you complete it. Or you, you translate your long-term goals into daily actions. What are the routines you're going to follow through religiously until you, you get to your goal? So action is key and, uh, and action is, uh, you can learn a lot with action. Yeah, there's there's a couple of, of good tools that you can apply to your learning. Um, you know, I come out of an education background uh, a long years ago, but even recently, um, action research, the cycles of action research, are you take action or sort of first off, you have a plan. If you don't have a plan, you're not really doing anything. So I don't, and I think when um, Ari talks about uh, paralysis or action paralysis, is you may not have an adequate plan. You might have a dream or an idea, but you don't have a plan. A plan is taking action. You're breaking down a goal into concrete steps and starting saying exactly what you want to do. I think sometimes we mistake people wanting to do something for them just expressing a wish or they're just complaining. Like, maybe you don't want to do something. I talked about this with my wife, and she says, no, no, they must. I said, no, maybe not. Maybe you just want to complain. And that's okay, because that's every person's right to complain. But don't mistake complaints or discontent for a plan or, you know, an initiation and starting something. That's not. Everything starts with a plan. And I know the other two here, they're meticulous planners. We do it differently, whether it's a vision board or, or it's journaling or it's the spreadsheets. We do it differently, but all of us have a plan. And I, I would say we spend a load of time on those plans, refining them, correcting them, uh, and even initiating them. 
So everything good starts with a plan. You have to know what you're aiming for or you miss it 100% of the time, right? Yep. Start with a plan, then you take action. So make sure you got a plan, take action. And then the critical component is assess how you're doing. Like you don't just do it blindly and then run out of money. That's just foolhardy. Nobody does that in our business. You have a plan, you take action, you check, and then you make corrections and reflections. Say, this isn't working. I need to change my emphasis here. I need to change out my general contractor or I need to, I need more money or I need to reformat these into, you know, for sale condos rather than rental condos. Um, the market's not here for sales. We're going to rent them all. You know, you make, you adjust and you're all smart enough to do that. The evidence is there. The, the input is there, especially if you're careful and thoughtful and work your plan. Um, those are the four cycles of action research. You know, you plan, you act, you observe, you reflect, and then you replan again. It's, it's a cycle that keeps going on. You don't just start something and, and run it to the death and then say, oh, that didn't work. Um, that is not part of the planning process. The planning is including reflection, adjustments, you know, and taking action. All those are part of a plan. Um, I can't emphasize more enough. You have to have a plan. The other thing to think about is the, I, I read this in one of the books, but uh, coming up with the worst case scenario and putting pen to paper and writing down what all your fears are mm -hmm. and then plan to mitigate these fears. Like, oh, the contractor is going to walk away with my money. Well, what can you do? Like, there's all kinds of things you could set up. You could put a loan in place so you don't give them the money. And then they're, they're, they're paying them based on work that's done. Like, you know, basically put, start, Start with all the fears and then figure out how you can mitigate these fears. And what you'll find is a lot of these fears are, they're not really anything at all. They're not, nothing to be feared. There's something to be planned for, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I, I used to do that when, uh, when I first, first started, I had my fears and I would list them and then I would say, okay, what can I do when this happens? If this happens, if this scenario happens, what can I do? And it was really reassuring and, 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 you know, that's part of being an entrepreneur, being creative. You know, when you're faced with situations, you know, you think this is going to happen or that is going to happen. Okay, well, what what can you think of? What what can you do if that happens? Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, really, honestly, failure is not as bad as you think it is. Um, all of us have made mistakes and had re uh, reversals um, and failures along the way. It's not as bad. Um, you learn from it. And you think there's a huge audience watching, and the truth is, there's very few people even notice what you're doing. Yep. There's no audience out there that's cheering or jeering at you or judging you. Um, and if they are, you need to <laughs> just empty them out of your life. You don't need judgy people like that, whether they're positive or negative, you just don't need them. Um, there's nobody out there uh, assessing whether you meet your goals or not. Um, you know, and especially if your goals are so personal, you know, I want to enjoy this. I want to do something that's meaningful. Well, how does some stranger know whether it was a meaningful experience for you or whether you enjoyed it or not? Uh, they just don't. Um, and I think for me, that was maybe this idea of there's some public audience that's evaluating my performance. When I realized there isn't, uh, there really isn't. And letting go of that fear was an easier one. Um, it seemed like a big deal. I didn't want to be a loser or a failure. I didn't want to make mistakes, public mistakes. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want to say this, but people don't care that much. They're not paying that kind of attention to you. The people that matter do, and they won't treat you that way. So you can let that one go. I had a, a student that the way they were looking at their first project in the U.S. was a learning deal. Um, 
and they were they assessed it. They'd done their own financial um, personal analysis of where their finances were in Canada, and they budgeted like, hey, if this whole thing goes completely south, this is the most we could possibly lose, and we can afford that. And now we're going to take this step. We want to do a lot of learning. We want to do the whole thing. And when you have that mindset, there's no way you can fail. Um, because if, you know, if you don't make the targets you're looking to make, mm-hmm. the whole plan was to learn from this and to, yeah. to build the whole thing out. And you, you weighed the risk that you could afford this risk. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there's no way to lose. Right. So they, they were, well, I, I don't know the whole story, but, <laughs> but we won't go into that whole story actually, but it, it, it they, they turned out well, right. I don't know. They haven't finished the deal. They've purchased something. That was it. But, um, there's no way they're going to fail. They're going to do well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I I, just, I think, you know, that's a reasonable plan. And it goes back to that plan again. If your plan is some crazy dream where you're Scrooge McDuck or you're a billionaire and that's your plan, that's just crazy. Just stop. But if you have a real plan, I'm going to take these specific actions to accomplish this, then that's, that's very doable. It's just working the plan. Um, there's a huge difference between a fantasy and a plan. And knowing the difference is pretty critical. And I think most of you, you just talk to one person and say, is this a plan or a fantasy? They'll straighten you out, straighten you out real quick. Um, also, though, be careful who you ask that device, to, that, that question yes, to. Because yeah. you talk to the wrong people and everything we do is a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's true. It might shoot yeah. you down early. <laughs> yeah, that's true enough. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, be around people that are bigger than you, doing bigger things than you, and you'll your, your goals will be home big, too. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're going on a tangent now. Our yeah, thing, sure. Clean us up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for your insights on, uh, you know, uh, taking action versus analysis paralysis and uh, the importance of having a plan and fo- following through with that plan. I think uh, we've uh, we've uh, nailed it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. <laughs> And uh, we'll see you next week for a new episode of the Advanced Real Estate Talk. And if you have any questions you'd like us to cover, like we are going to do uh, next episode, uh, please email it at advancedreitalk at gmail.com. It's advancedreitalk at gmail.com. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.